Hello everyone, you're listening to the Let's Ask Golf podcast with me, Olivia Bothamley-Dakin. This is a show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. Last week was an incredibly exciting week in France at the Montauban Ladies Open. Our golfers were out in force at Golf du Montauban Le Saint. First day, Birmingham's Emily Price led the pack after firing an opening round of 67 five under par and her lowest round score to date on the tour. On a sunny second day, Sophie Kipsgaard Nielsen surged ahead to gain a one-shot lead over Price. Price and Kipsgaard Nielsen were actually playing partners for the whole week, adding some extra competition at the top between the two rookies who hold one and two spots on the rookie of the year list. Slovenia's Katia Pojakar made up the third member of the leading pack after shooting an incredible round of 66 to jump up the leaderboard 10 places. Final day came and we all knew we were in for a treat, especially at the top. Despite some good play from Price and Podjakar, Kipsgaard Nielsen emerged victorious with a three-stroke lead. This win was even sweeter given the Dane had missed out on two second places already this season. And, oh my gosh, how could I forget that we saw a rising star last week in the form of 13-year-old French amateur and invite Alice Kong. All three days, she was a contender to win and ended fourth after Podjakar and Price on 900 par. Sensational stuff. Now there's some barely time to breathe for our golfers as we have back-to-back tournaments for the first time this season. This week we are in Czechia at the beautiful and challenging Panorama Golf Resort for the Emundi Czech Ladies Challenge, where a large field of 132 golfers will battle it out for the win over three days. After 36 holes, there will be a cut to 45 professionals and ties, if last week is anything to go by, it's going to be a great week as our golfers gear into the summer swing of events. But before another winner is crowned, it only made sense to catch up with Sophie and congratulate her on the win and find out more about her, her golfing journey and where she's come from. So joining us this week is, of course, our Montauban Ladies 2023 champion, Sophie Kipsgaard Nielsen. Sophie to the Let Us Golf podcast. Thank you. Okay, has it sunk in yet? Has the wind sunk in? Yes, it has. Definitely after all of the messages I've received, it's just it's been so nice. And yeah, it's just, yeah, <laughs> I definitely know that I, I want to do them now. <laughs> um, who have you received messages off? I mean, like uh, coaches and my friends and family and just like people from Denmark and, and other golf players too, um, on all levels. So it's been, yeah, it's been amazing to receive all, to receive all of those. Was there any surprises uh, in terms of who messaged you? Um, I mean, no, like I was just surprised how many actually like was following. Um, yeah. So we've got to talk about the actual tournament, but before we do that, let's speak about the moment where you collected your trophy from the parachute mm-hmm. the parachute you didn't know that yeah. was happening did you no like right after my round um bruno came up to me and he was like we don't have your trophy yet it's gonna come from the and i was like uh, okay <laughs> um also because like i saw a few army people walking like next to the 18th hole so i kind of figured like something was going on but i was just like okay they're here but i didn't know they were coming from like <laughs> from the air <laughs> Yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. 
And um, what was going through your head when they were doing that? I mean, I mean, I was very, very like surprised, and also like when they came down, I was very like it was just crazy that they made like this whole whole setup and and did all of that just for me. <laughs> um, and then like when he landed with the trophy, it was like super heavy, so he had to like I don't know, it looked kind of crazy like when he landed on the ground, yeah. And it's a nice trophy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's very nice. It's, it's pretty much like it's one of the biggest one I've ever won. So <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I'm sure you're excited to when that finally arrives and you can get your hands on it again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the, before the tournament. Did you go into this tournament thinking, I want to win? Yeah, I mean, I feel like all the tournaments that I sign up for and I come to I want to win those um but there's a lot like there's a big difference from coming into it wanting wanting to win and then actually do it so I feel like I was just like trying to be there and trying to do my best and and work on my things and at the end of the day it's like if I do all of that and and it all comes together then I might be standing there with a trophy so it was just like yeah I was just trying to take one day at a time and like just doing my things um and you were played with Emily all week um mm -hmm. who ended up runner-up what was that like playing against the person who was a big threat yeah so I've played with Emily a lot of times and I feel like I don't know we play really like similar golf in some ways and I feel like I'm getting to know her better and and I think it was it was just to play with her all three rounds and I really enjoyed it and I was surprised to know if that's just how it is but that we were like cheering at each other and wanted each other to play well um so it was it was very special and I enjoyed it what were some of your top three moments of the tournament um what was that I think I think it was like the first round when I played really well I it was more like a funny moment that I started, my tea time was, so I was like at noon, I think. And normally I don't look at the scoreboard just because I like, it doesn't make sense to me because I can't do anything about it anyway. So, um, but one time I had to go in, like do something on the app and then I saw a leaderboard and I was like, wow, people are shooting low today. <laughs> and I don't know, I was like, it surprised um, after like a few holes and, and people were, like making birdies and, no, it was just funny that I like I saw that and I was surprised and then I did like went out and, and did the same and, and shot for under. And I think that was one of my highlights that like I can see people do it and I wanna do it too. Um yeah, and then I think I don't have like a special time where I did it, but I think my putting is definitely one of the things that like it's a highlight for this week. I've been working really hard and it's been like the worst part of my, my game for a long time and many years. And I just feel like like week was like the top of the top that I've ever done. Um and and that was very special to me and, and very motivating too. Um yeah, and the third one was probably like the ceremony, like when I got the trophy and all of the things and and people came up to me and wanted uh, autographs and, and pictures and everything. That was really cool and, and very special to me, yeah. So you mentioned that, that 
the scores were a lot lower this week across the board. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that was just the weather or was there something else going on in Montalban? I mean, I think the weather was good. We, the, we had a lot of rain like the first day for a few hours, but besides that, the, um, there's not a lot of wind. And I feel like this course was more like, there's not a lot of ducks. You know, like the other course we've been playing is more like you have to hit it in a certain area. Of course, we're here. It's like you can hit driver almost everywhere and, and do that. So I think this course is a bit different, but at the same time, you still have to make the bird to shoot low. So... next week Prague what's it like going into a tournament back to back which is the first time this has happened this season um mm -hmm. and having won the last one do you feel pressure I I mean I don't feel the pressure that I like I have to win you know it's more like I have to like restart and and do like it's a new week it's a new like day and I have to start over so like last week was good, but I need to focus uh, on the upcoming tournament. And I feel like I like to play like weeks in a row because I think you get into the mood of, of playing tournaments and, and be com competitive. And I think that's that's exciting to do again. And especially after my win last week that I can like keep going on that and, and still be motivated to win and, and do my best. So, yeah. And because next week we'll we will have a new winner uh mm -hmm. feel like it's kind of a good thing or a bad thing that we've got two weeks in a row in terms of processing your own win and your performance I out. think yeah I think it's a good thing because it's important that you know like every time you start a new turn it's a new tournament so what happened last week does not affect this like despite the the feelings and everything I mean i definitely had more confident this week than I had like coming into the last one but I think I'm just gonna yeah use that as an advantage and, and just yeah try my best and, and do whatever I have to do. I'm not in Prague yet but I know you've been out practicing were you out mm -hmm. on the course? I did not I just went to the practice facilities and, and did a lot of putting just to get used to faster greens. <laughs> what are they like? What's the practice facilities? What's the venue like? They're like yeah i mean it's it's super cool and and very like high quality everything just looks very nice and the greens are very fast i mean i i don't remember last time i played on greens like that so it's it looks very slopey and very fast so play requires a lot of like a lot of practice to to be ready and um yeah so so that's what i've been, been doing today so I feel like a golf tournament's hard to predict, but have you got any predictions or things you think are going to happen this week? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, just looking at the course from the clubhouse and, and the practice facilities, how the greens are made here, um, I think it requires you to be very good, like, speed control on greens, and you have to hit the straight, too. You have to hit the greens. And so I think... I think scores are going to be a bit higher than last week. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know yet, but I think it's, that's how it's going to be, yeah. <laughs> now let's speak about 
the LET Access series and sort of your journey onto it. Um, mm -hmm. It started last year, right? As a um, yeah, as an amateur. What made you want to turn professional? Yeah, so I I went to college for three years and I decided last in like the fall twenty one that I wanted to play professional and I wanted to make the next move and and grow in that and that's why I decided to not finish my college over there and I went home last summer and I played the last few amateur tournaments that I could they, we had the European championships and the world championships that I wanted to play in and I turned pro the day after so that was very special to me just to like make that transfer you know like try something new and, and take the next step and actually like tell people like this is what I want because I'm going all in now I don't like I don't have my degree I I have a lot of experience over there but I'm just ready to to put all in and, and play golf um so yeah so I, I feel like I got lucky to get into some of the LEDXs last year and and get to play them. But um, yeah, besides that, it's just like, I feel like I have not always known that I wanted to turn professional. It was more like in college that I I wanted to like not be looking back and, and know that I could have done more. So that's why I was like, I need to go on all in and, and do my best now. Was that a difficult decision to make, stopping college and academics? Yeah, it was very hard. Also because, I mean, I really like to be there and I like my team and, and we got these amazing experiences and we won a lot of tournaments and had a lot of success. So it was very hard to leave that and and take out all my three years over there and, and move back home. But I still feel like it was the right choice for me because I was ready for that. And... That's why I came to college in the first place to find out what I wanted with my life and and what direction I wanted to go in. So so, but yeah, it was hard. It was very hard to to tell them and leave. But yeah, you're currently leading both the Rookie of the Year list and Order of Merit list by quite a few points now after your win this <laughs> week. Um, mm -hmm. How are you feeling about leading both those boards and being the kind of person that? people know so my goal is <laughs> to get on the LET and I didn't make the Q school last year and that was really hard for me but um I found out that I had to to be better to play there so I feel like this this tour is perfect for that and I wanted to not just lead this like be the leader on on these rankings but I wanted to like my goal is to win it as, as much as I can like the points has to be like as high as possible um but also it's just like it's just motivating for me to look at that and and wanted to you know like get more points and, and play that but at the same time it's just I have to take one tournament at a time and and just look at like how other people are playing because yeah that's how it is <laughs> it is interesting that you do look at the leaderboards because I've had a few girls uh, speak about how they don't look at the leaderboards they try not to look mm -hmm. at um that but you do find it motivating to know where your competition is yeah I mean like doing tournaments like the last one I tried not to look too much to the leaderboard because it's like I want to do my best but at the same time I can't predict how they're playing you know I will I want to just do my best and then see where I end up what I can do um so yeah sometimes I look at it and sometimes I don't I 
like the thing where like I can't look at it at all but I'm just like trying to take like a, a different perspective on it so <laughs> yeah like taking a step back the season so far has gone well for you but is there any tournaments coming up that you're really excited about I mean I'm very excited for the one in Denmark <laughs> it's uh it's very great to have a tournament in your home country and I played it last year as an amateur and it's just amazing to see how many people that came out and watched even though like there's a lot of Danish players in that tournament but I got a few messages from people that watched me last year that they are exciting to watch this year so yeah it's just it's it's hard to describe how it feels to play in Denmark but it's it's very special and and I really look forward to that tournament. What's golf like in Denmark in terms of popularity? As a sport, I mean, um, it's not like we have Denmark is a small country, but at the same time, we have a lot of good golfers compared to that. Um, but after COVID and everything, I feel like a lot of golf, like a lot of people starting to play golf. So we have a lot um, compared to our country size. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's popular. People know it, so <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> We've had two Denmark wins back to back on the mm-hmm. tour, so there's clearly a stronghold of women's golf in Denmark. Um, do you feel like that? Yeah, I do. It, it's for sure. We have a lot of both um, women players on the WT and on the PGA, and and it's just amazing to watch them play and and see their success. And like, I want to be there too. So it's it's very motivating, and and I feel like we have a the like the way that we do it in Denmark and in our union like the Danish golf union is just it's very good and it takes care of us so yeah I think we have a lot of good women players you speak about wanting to LET next year and what what, how where do you want to be in five years when it comes to your golfing career I want to play on the LPGA um I'm trying to like take the moves in Europe first and and grow in that and and lift my game so I can perform better and, and be on a higher level. And yeah, I just want to play in, in the US and, and play against the best over there. spoken a lot about golf for the last 20 minutes um let's speak not about golf what do you do when you're not playing golf um I feel like I play, I play a lot of golf but I like to spend time with my friends and and experience stuff I I live with my boyfriend so we do stuff and and all of that and yeah I just like to relax watch a good movie or tv show and I like to work out too and and be active in in any way I am yeah and like the the biggest part is that I go out and experience like the world and when I travel too it's very important to me to go out and and see what's in the area or visit like a bigger city and, and stuff like that so I yeah I get all these experiences and and memories is your boyfriend a golfer too well, he started when I when he met me, so I mean he is, yeah, he is now. You got you got him into it. 
yeah i did yeah he's um he's a good caddy he's caddying for me this this upcoming so it's nice that's exciting um yeah what's it like having him caddy for you then doesn't put any stress on a relationship no like i i'm telling him like not to anything with my golf he's just there to like talk to me about anything else in golf um and then take my back <laughs> so it's it's just super nice to have company and yeah and have someone that supports me so so much so for sure and Czech is a hilly golf course so I think having a caddy is a good move <laughs> yeah I've been told so <laughs> I'm very lucky that it's a, it's a tournament <laughs> for sure now the one thing we haven't spoken about is how you got into the sport itself um where did when did you first pick up a club I did first I think I was 10 um I'm 24 now so 14 years I've been playing golf um but I started playing because they build a golf course around my house so it was very I had to play golf <laughs> at least I had to try it so so I did that with my my dad and my brothers and I did a lot of other sports at the same time but at some point I like I figured out that golf was like my and I stopped doing the other things I I played soccer and uh horse riding too so there's a few things that that I needed to I needed to try playing golf more and and stop doing all the other things um but yeah and I think like I found out pretty quickly that I like I found it easy to golf and and like get a lot of points and and get a low handicap so yeah I think it was just fun and and I could do it with my brother and my dad so what do you think it is about the sport that is fun because some people think it's boring too long Mm -hmm. etc I think what I find it's like it's like that I I like that you can never be good enough like you you can always improve and and go into details and all of those things. And I also think that it's important to know that, like, you get a lot of, um, you get to know a lot of people and you get to travel. Like, for me, I get to travel a lot. I know, like, I love that part. And it's just amazing how many people that actually know about golf and enjoys that. And it's just, I don't know, like, the way that you, you meet people, it's, it's just different because... I feel like when you're not playing golf and you're not on golf course, well, not like in the same way where you show up on a golf course, everyone like say hi to you and, and they're really nice and, and open, but that's, that's just what golf is. Like it's, it's an open sport for everyone. And well, all about honesty on this podcast, has there been some low points in your golfing career? I had, that's why, like, I think it was, clear to me that I had to like make a move I was having a really hard time in the US at some point during COVID I was just not playing well and and I I practiced so much and and I felt like I was doing all the right thing and I just like I played really well when we played rounds um with the team and in the qualifiers but when I went out to tournaments I just played so bad and I was crying a lot. I was, it was, I was deep. <laughs> um, and then I came home and, and my coach and I was like talking very seriously about my future and, and that I really wanted to, to do this. Like I wanted to play well and, and things just not adding up. Um, 
I went home and I decided that like this is it. I need to do all that I can do to to reach my goal and and my potential and and I think that was like the breaking point. Um, I was feeling a lot better after a few months in therapy too, and and it was just important to me to to get better and and feel good um, so I could could play golf and and be there because it it was nothing about golf at that point. But um, yeah, so that was very very important for me to to like start this year and and play professional because I don't think that if I haven't had that time of my like my career, I don't think that I've been here. Um, playing on the tour and, and, and doing these things. So, so yeah, yeah so that, I, had a, I had a bad time too. <laughs> so that was like a mental block you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It was. And <sighs> sometimes it's like, I don't know, like being in the U S too, is like, I felt far away at some point, like, even over over a year at that time, I, I just felt like I was like, I kind of want to go home, but at the same time, I don't want to leave like feeling like this. So I had to figure it out. And, and because I had like three months left at that time. And yeah, it was very important to me to, to like not fix it, but help myself better. So, yeah. And you spoke about therapy. And I think a lot of people are, I had Gemma Clues on the podcast and she was speaking about therapy too. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like the idea of it. Um, like, would you recommend it to athletes? Yeah. So, like, for me, I feel like I don't have much, like, I don't have many issues, like, in golf, like, golf-wise that I fix with my coach. So, like, we talk mentally stuff and, and all of that. But when it comes to golf for me, like, if there's anything, like, privately that goes on in my head, I need to, like, go to therapy because that's going to help me on the course, too. Um, because most of the time it's just like when I go out there my brain is just like my mind is taking me where like I don't want to be um, and it never has anything to do with golf so I think like therapy is a very good thing and, and I think it's important to to stay healthy in that way too Um. so that was some of your lower moments in the sport but what about your highest moments I mean probably last week <laughs> Sunday was probably worse but was there any other moments in your career when you'd be like wow yeah so like within a year I had like a a lot of like you know all my second places were really nice to see and and I could could be there but at the same time I had um I played these trackman tournaments the next golf tour on um on a simulator and I won one of them in the in the uh, spring and that was very exciting because the prize money was very high compared to what I've ever had. Um, so that was definitely one of my highs. And just like the going to the U.S., I think was very special and it, it helped me grow as a person. Also, like golf-wise, yes, but also uh, personally. And other than that, like I love playing for uh, the Danish national team and and go out to these like team tournaments. We had um, twice we we won the bronze medalist in in the team championship and and yeah, it's just those moments that like yeah helped me and and very good memories. Now, before you go, I want to do a quick fire round. 
if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire off some questions. I haven't got them written down, so they're all in my brain. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, first of all, your favourite club in the bag? Seven Iron. Why is that? <laughs> I think it's because I practice with it all the time. <laughs> it's just like my go-to. Every time I have to like, it's my seven iron. Yeah. Dream football, but it doesn't have to be people in the world of golf. It can be anyone. Who would you want to play with? Um, who would it be? I think I used to take a few golfers because <laughs> that's the thing. Um, Tiger Woods would be amazing. Um, who else? I don't know. I've never been asked uh, like not golfers. So I think I'm just going to do golfers. So uh, Tiger Woods, Laura McElroy, and Lydia Ko. Lydia Ko. Yeah. She's, she's such an inspiration, isn't she? Yes. Favourite place you've visited as a golfer? Uh, Hawaii. Oh, when did you go to Hawaii for golf? <laughs> I went uh, when I was in college. We had a tournament there every year. So that was amazing. Ah. <laughs> uh. Imagine if um, Bush Lettas could go to Hawaii. That'd be nice. <laughs> yes, that would be very cool. <laughs> what about your favourite place you've been to on Lettas? Um, Switzerland. What was it about Switzerland that you liked? I think Switzerland is just like, it's so clean and it's very beautiful. I, I love the mountains. I love the nature. And yeah, it's just... Clean is just a perfect word for, for that country. <laughs> Favourite snack on the course? Um, I eat Danish rye bread. Danish <laughs> rye bread? It's very dry. <laughs> yeah, I eat that and then I have, uh, often I have uh, tuna in it. Oh, yeah, okay. So like a yeah, Or a protein bar, that's good too. Love mm-hmm. that. Okay, well, thank you, Sophie, for, for joining us. Um, on the podcast but before you go I always ask mm-hmm. everyone at the end their best piece of advice whether that's for someone wanting to turn professional or whether that's mm-hmm. anyone in golf um, what would you say so I would probably say like make goals and and try to reach them because that's just a way that you like you achieve something in this sport and I I don't think it like it it doesn't have to do anything with like a result that's like win the tournament or anything like have a goal that you can like look at and and work in that direction and you've certainly achieved some goals last week um so (laughs) massive congratulations once again for that and um i'm really looking forward to seeing you play in prague now yeah thank you Once again, tuning in to the Let's Golf podcast and a big thank you for this week's guest, the inspiring, talented, our number one rookie and leader of our Order of Merit currently, Sophie Kipsgaard-Nilsson for sharing with us her insights into her win next week and her golfing career so far. I now cannot wait for the Amundi Czech Ladies Challenge to start this week on Friday with the final taking place on Sunday the 18th of June. 
So I urge you, all you listening, to follow all the action on the LT Access series on at LT Access on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and LT Access series on Facebook. To find out more information about the tournament, visit our website ltaccess.com. Well, as always, I really enjoyed that chat, and if you're listening to me now, you're still listening, yeah, you must have done too. If so, please show your appreciation by clicking that little subscribing button or reviewing and rating this podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast to give this series a boost and help others find it. But not only that, raising the profile of our fantastic players and women's golf. I'll be back hopefully next week chatting to the next winner who will be following in many LET stars' footsteps like Chiara Noyati Cotisto and lifting the trophy in Czechia. Who will it be? We just don't know. See you then.